with a three-pointer up and oh. down it. Down it there. Pure shooter there. Pure shooter just drained it. Hello, Northwest Iowa, and welcome back to Siouxland Ballcast, the podcast where we talk about nothing but Siouxland Conference basketball. I'm your host, Aaron Hayengay, and just a reminder to check out Siouxland Ballcast on Instagram, at Siouxland Ballcast. On Facebook, we're Siouxland Ballcast, and lastly, on Twitter, at Siouxland Ball. Boy, has it been a while. Oh man, I miss talking about Northwest Iowa, specifically Siouxland Conference basketball. Uh, took a little bit of a break due to a lot of homework and work, but we are back, and boy, do I have a lot to catch up on. So the way we're going to do this is, uh, it's been a while, so I'm just going to go through every team's uh, basically regular season and just uh, just review it all and just really just tell you guys how I feel about each team's uh, way through the regular season. And later on, we'll get into like the playoff predictions and how I think they're going to fare. But let's start with the Siouxland Conference standings. And we're going to go bottom to top, just like for the whole show. And at the bottom, we have George Little Rock. Man, this team, it has a future. I will say that because this team is just full of freshmen. You heard that? This is basically a freshman team. Uh, putting up work in the Siouxland Conference and getting a win, they got a win in the Siouxland. That's a good, that's a good step forward. And uh, but they are definitely behind what I thought they would be. I predicted them at five and thirteen, and they ended up at one and seventeen in the conference. So not a good season for George Rock. Definitely a rebuilding season. And man, it, it stinks for these seniors to have to go out like this after. Their freshman year, the varsity team went to state. Sophomore year, almost made it to state. Uh, junior year, I believe, made it to the district finals. And then this year, to just go 1-17, 2-19 overall. It's just not a good way to end your career, and I really feel for those guys. But George Rock just bottom of the bucket. Again, that's coming in the Siouxland, so hopefully they'll find some... Um, class 1A success because they really didn't play that because they are the only 1A school in the Siouxland Conference. Uh, so overall, George Little Rock went 2-19, did not win a home game this year. They went 0-10. Uh, on the road, however, they won two games and lost nine. Uh, overall, their opponents are 119-120, so basically 500. Uh, they don't have a win versus a above 500 team, and they have two wins against uh, below 500 teams. They averaged 43.3 points for the season, but against, they gave up 66.2. And that's kind of where it killed them. 43 points per game is not good either, but just this team was not that good this year. Average difference, they, aver- they lost by an average of 23 points. That was just their average game, so... Bad, bad year for George Rock. Hopefully they can look up after this season. Uh, going up from George Rock, we have in ninth place currently. Again, these are not final standings because Class 2A and 3A still have games to play, but it's done for George Rock because they play their opening round tomorrow, and that would be on February the 12th. So in ninth place, we have Sheldon as of now. Uh, they have a conference record of five and twelve. I predicted them to go eight and ten, so a little under, um, little under par for what I predicted. However, I will say this team is a lot better than what the record says. 
Uh, we'll get into that later. They have an overall record of eight and thirteen, a home record of four and seven, an away record of four and six. So they were slightly better on the road, but not really. Basically the same, even keel. Uh, their opponents are 141 wins, 121 losses, so they definitely had a tough, tough schedule. Uh, above 500 opponents, they're only two and nine, but below 500, they have definitely get those games done. They are six and four against teams that are lower than 500. And this is where this team shows they are better than what the record is. Uh, their average game, they averaged a total of 49.2 points and gave up an average of 51.8 points for a difference of just negative 2.6, which is, um, when it comes to teams that are in the negative column, they are the lowest in that thing. So if you if a team is average only like a two-point loss, you'd think they're about 8 and 10. So not too far off with the uh, Orbs. They just cannot close out some close games. Going up from there, tied at 7th is Sioux Center Okaboji. We're going to talk about Sioux Center first. Sioux Center in the conference went 6-11. and 11. I predicted them to go 7-11, and 11, and they could just as well do that tomorrow night. Um, so, pretty good prediction for Sioux Center. Um, overall, they went 6-14, and 14, so they lost all three non-conference games. That's not a good sign. They went 4-5 and five at home and 2-9 and nine on the road. Uh, their opponents are 134 wins and 106 losses, so pretty tough schedule for them as well. Above 500, they did not snatch a win against the above 500 team. They're 0 and 10, and then on the road, I mean versus teams that are below 500, they went 6 and 4, so that's not too terribly bad. Uh, and then that their record actually shows better than what they actually are. Uh, they scored an average of 56.9 points per game and gave up an average of 64.4. And that is a difference of a negative 7.5. So they basically averaged a normal loss. Like this team either won close or lost big, basically. Tied with them at 7th for now is Okaboji. They're currently sitting at 6-11 and 11 on the conference. I predicted them to go 14-4. and four. But here's the thing about Okaboji. Their record tells a lot of difference from what they actually are. Uh, the reason for that is Lucas Lorenzen. He only played eight games this season. And out of those eight games, I believe those the first four and then the last two. That'd be, let's see. For the first four, they were three and one. And then these last two, they are one and one. So let me do some quick maths. Wait, sorry, first six games. First six games, they're four and two. Last two, they've been one and one. So. That's six and three with Lucas Lorenzen. So this is this is a winning team. Um, all their wins, I believe, came with him in the lineup. So this team is a lot better than what it says. Um, but basically, the season was without Lucas Lorenzen. However, he is back now. Overall, they went eight and twelve at home. They went four and six away. They were also four and six. So even keel there. Other opponents are 119, 124 for a winning percentage of. 49, so pretty even schedule. Uh, versus opponents that are above 500, they went 2 and 6. And against opponents that are under 500, they went 6 and 6. So this Okaboji team is a lot better than what this tells, but you just look at the record and they're not that good when you just look at the record. Uh, average game for them was 61, 61.9 points scored, 
65.4 points scored against them for an average of a 3.5 total loss. And above them, we have two tied for fifth place. Surprisingly, Sibley Ocheedon is in fifth place. They definitely did a lot better than why I predicted them to. And MLC Floyd Valley is also at fifth place. Uh, and they did slightly better than I predicted them to. They started out kind of hot, but kind of fell off after that. Let's start with Sibley Ocheedon, though. They went 7-10 and 10 in the conference as of now. I predicted them to go 2-16, and 16, so definitely exceeded expectations. So that's a good job on them. Shout out to Sibley Ocheedon. Overall, they are 9-11, and 11, so they went 2-1 and one against non-conference teams. That's always a good sign. 4-7 uh, and seven at home and 5-4 and four on the road, so they're actually a better road team than they are a home team. Uh, though this year really doesn't say much, considering there's like two fans in the stands now, except I believe as of late they're allowing more in. Uh, their opponents are 117 wins, 126 losses, so not a terribly hard schedule. Uh, for above 500 teams, they went two and six, and below 500 teams, they went seven and five. So they did good against the not so good teams. Uh, they averaged a total of 52.8 points and 58.9 points against for an average of a six point loss, just about. And then MLC Floyd Valley. This was a tough team to predict um, because of all the losses they had last year. I predicted them to go 5-13, and 13, and as of now, they are 7-10 and 10 in the conference, so they did exceed expectations at least a little bit. Uh, they went 7-13 and 13 overall, so lost all three non-conference games. That's not a good sign, but they do play in 3A. Uh, their home record is 4-7, and seven, and away record is 3-6, and six, so they are doing better with that home court advantage. Uh, their opponents are 139-102 and 102 for a winning percentage of 57.7. So they do have a very tough schedule, especially going into the 3A. Uh, for teams above 500, they went 0-11, so they did not even grab a single dub against the teams above 500. But went 7-2 against the teams that are below 500, so they definitely got their wins by beating the not-so-good teams. Which is, which is fine. It gets them at least in the middle of the conference. They averaged a total of 56.5 points and against 62 for an average of about a 5.5-point loss. Uh, then moving on from MLC Floyd Valley, in fourth place we have West Lyon with a record of 11-7 and in the conference. I predict them to go with 9-9, and so they did exceed my expectations at least a little bit. Um, overall, they went 12-8, and so they went 1-1, one one, I believe, against the non-conference opponents. They went 6-4 and four at home and 6-4 and four on the road, so they are even killed there. Uh, their opponents are 115 and, and 108 for a total of a 51.6% winning percentage. So they are playing pretty decent competition. For teams above 500, they went 1 and 6, and at teams below 500, they went 11 and 2. So they definitely got their money beating the below teams. They averaged a total of 59.6 points and allowed 49.2 for a differential of above 10.4 uh, points. So they are definitely better than what the record says they are. Moving on to Central Lion. This team really intrigued me. They kind of switched things up halfway through the season. So, But they are playing their best basketball as of late, so that's a good sign. Central Lion in the conference is 12-5. and five. I predicted them to go 13-5. and five. So if they get the dub tomorrow, they will be exactly where my expectations thought they would be. So on overall, they have a 14-6 and six record, which brings them to a 70% win percentage. 
At home, they're 9-2, and two, and on the road, they're 5-4, and four, so they definitely get that home court advantage with all their friends and family there. Their opponents are 116 and 127, which if you're an above team, that opponent win percentage is going to go down quite a little bit. So schedule-wise, they weren't playing the best schedule, but again, they didn't have to face themselves, so that's a plus. Uh, above 500 teams, they only went 1-5. They only have one win against an above 500 team, and they definitely ate the uh, smaller teams going 13-1 and one against the below 500 teams. Uh, point score, they averaged 62.5 points per game, and they gave up 54.6 points per game for a difference of about eight point, an average of an 8-point win. So they have a pretty good team. Um, them and West Lion are basically the same, as in skill-wise and how good they are. And moving on from those two, uh, the number two team in Siouxland is Rock Valley at a a conference record of 14 and 3. I predicted them to go 11 and 7 so they exceeded expectations. Overall they went 16 and 4, so that's 2 and 1 against non-conference opponents, so that is very good. At home they went 9 and 2 and at for away they went 7 and 2. So they definitely have that home court advantage, but basically even keel throughout. Their opponents are 115 and 107 for a win percentage. Of 51.8, so they are still playing pretty good competition, even though they're number two in the conference. For above 500 teams, they are four and three for a record of 57. Sorry, for a win percentage of 57.1 against the above 500 teams, and for the below 500 teams, they are 11 and one, so still very good against the lesser teams. They average a total of 63.1 points and give up about 51.6 points for a point differential of 11.5 per game. So that is a good sign for Rock Valley. They are doing great things this year. And then last week, uh, no surprises here, Boyden Hall. They they are 17-0 in the conference. I predicted them to go 16-2, but they exceeded even that expectation. Just doing remarkable this year is Boyden Hall just like the last two years. Uh, overall, they're 20-0, and also don't even get beat by non-conference opponents. 10-0 at home, 10-0 on the road. Uh, their opponents are 120 and 123 for a total record of, total win percentage of 49.4. Again, they don't have to play themselves, so that will bring it down a bit. Above 500 teams, they're 9-0, and and below 500 teams, they're 11-0. Uh, they average a total of 71.7 points, and they give up only 49.4 for a total point differential of 22.4, which in the Siouxland is absolutely insane. I think Boyne Hall might do this thing all over again, knock on wood. So now we take a look at the standings. Let's just take a look at um, basically the studs in the Siouxland this year. Um, for points per game, this could be a little iffy considering Lucas Lorenzen only played eight games, but in those eight games, Lucas Lorenzen averaged a total of 24.7 points. Uh, below him is Tanner Deslaw from Boyne Hall, averaged 21.4. So we have two 20-point-per-game scores. You'll love to see it. And basically another one is Zach Lutmer. He's averaging a total of 19.9. So that is a really good sign for Zach Lutmer. Only a sophomore. Lucas Lorenzen's only a junior, and Tanner Deslaw is only a junior. So next year, we're still going to see a lot of greatness here in the Siouxland. Uh, assist per game, top assist man in the Siouxland is Caleb Ackerman from Sheldon. He's averaging 5.7. Zach Lutmer, again, shows up. He's averaging 4.8 from Central Lion. And Noah Terhark, 
from George Hillerock is averaging 4.6, so that's something good going for George Hillerock. Their freshman class seems to be very, very good, so watch out for them in two to three years, just not now. Uh, then for rebounds per game, Lucas Lorenzen, again, is averaging 9.3 rebounds per game, just an absolute beast on the inside. Below him is his teammate, Justin Vaughn. He is averaging 8.4 rebounds per game, so between the two, that is just about 20 rebounds per game. Uh, then below them is Drew Denicus, the freshman from George Little Rock, averaging 7.2. And tied with him is Landon Kinkrick, the junior from Rock Valley, at 7.2. So yeah, it's looking like George Little Rock has a very bright future, just not a very bright present. <laughs> uh, then we take a look at steals per game. And the top steals man is Landon Van Kinkricks. He is averaging 2.6 steals per game, which is, that's just remarkable. And below him is Zach Lutmer, the sophomore, is averaging 2.2 steals per game. And then tied for third is Ty Sudbeck and Bryson Van Grothies, both averaging 2.1 points per game. Uh, Ty is from Sheldon. Bryson is from Rock Valley as well. Uh, then we take a look at the blocks per game. And number one is Will Jensen. These Okaboji kids are just getting into it. I'm sure the stats maybe fluctuate just a little bit because of the um, Lucas Lorenzen in play most of the season. But Will Jensen averaged 1.3 blocks per game. Either way, that's Super impressive, the senior. Uh, and behind him, we have Carter Brower, also the senior from Sibilio Cheatin, averaging 1.2. And then behind him is Sam Remedy, the junior from Rock Valley, averaging 1. Let's take a look at basically just the studs in the Siouxland as of now. Take a look at them to dominate in the postseason. And so that's basically the story of the Siouxland thus far. Now let's just go into depth about these teams. So we're going to start with George Little Rock. Again, George Little Rock is 1-17 in the conference and 2-19 overall. So not very good this year. Um, pretty much just a rebuilding year for George Little Rock. Did not get a lot of wins. Let's go through their schedule real quick. Uh, they played Boyne Hall open up the season, got blown out. Played Sioux Center, got blown out. Played Sheldon, got blown out. Played Okaboji, got blown out. <laughs> I could just basically say this is a bunch of blown out blowouts. Let's try to find the close games. Um, they played Sibilio Cheatin, and they only lost by two. So that that was a dang good game. Let's take a look at that game real quick. George Little Rock. Where is that Sibilio Cheatin game? There it is. All right. Let's take a look at the stats quick for the Sibilio Cheating game that was played on Jan not sorry, not January. December 18 of 2020. What a year that was. Uh so that game, Ben Anderson absolutely went off and had 27 points in a loss. That's gotta stink. Man, I mean, Ben Anderson has always been such a good shooter. And just he can go off if need be. And it stinks that this is this is the company he has in his senior year. Not that these are bad people, like not bad people to play with. It's just there's so many freshmen, and you'd like for them to at least have some freshman JV experience before being thrown into the varsity leagues. But yeah, Ben Anderson scored 27 points that game. Man, that that kind of stinks. Uh, let's see, other close games they may have had. And close games I'm looking for is like in. 10 points per game difference. Not seeing a lot. Uh, they won. They beat Okaboji. 
course, that was Lucas Lorenzen less Okaboji, but still a win on the doubt, and that's not a terrible team uh, to look at when you're getting a dub. They won 38 to 35 in that game. Leading scorer in that game was Colin Mao. He had eight points, so it looked more like a team effort. But that was only a 38 point game for the entire team. That game was won on the defensive end against Okaboji again. That game took place on January 26 of 2021. That was a dang good game from George Rock. And then uh, two nights later on January 28, they took down MMCRU, and that was their one non-conference win against MMCRU. And I believe in BC Moore, MMCRU is ranked a bit above them. So that really just shut up those statistics for the night. Uh, Drew Denicus had 13 points, the freshman. Mason Post had 12 points, the senior. And then the senior Caleb DeWitt had 11 points that game. Dorothy Hark had 11 rebounds, looking just like Caleb Hark on that performance. Drew Denicus also had <laughs> 10 rebounds. Um, and then Noah Tarek also had six turnovers. Or six assists, no turnovers. So it's a good night for Noah Hark. And these freshmen are looking special. I mean, I know these they're getting blown out, but like a freshman team actually getting a win in the conference and also out of conference, it's a good sign for Georgia Rock, just as of now, not doing great. <laughs> Other than that, they only lost by nine to Sibuchin the next time. And these teams are Sibuchin, Okaboji without Lucas Renzen. They're not great, but they're not terrible either. It would be a meaningful win if they actually pulled that out, and they did against the Lucas Lorenzen-less Okaboji. Um, other than that, no close games really, just a bunch of blowouts, but George Little Rock seems to have some promising young talent, especially in that freshman class. Just as of right now, they're not doing so hot. Uh, individual, stat, individual stat leaders uh, for points, Drew Denicus leads the Mustangs at 8 points per game. Assist, Melissa Hark, the freshman, leads them at 4.6. Rebounds, Drew Denicus at 7.2, freshman again. Uh, steals, Taylor Putnam averages 1.1 steal. And then for blocks, Noah Terhark averages a half a block game. So all these stat leaders, all freshmen except for Taylor Putnam with steals. And with a team full of seniors, that's that's impressive. So watch out for that freshman class two and three years down the road. Moving on from George the Rock, we'll take a look at the Sheldon Orbs and how they did. Um, to start off, the Sheldon Orbs, these are a lot of close games, and a lot of these close games are also losses, so they're, if they could learn how to close out some of these games, they might be able to make a run in the postseason. Starting out, they had a big loss to MLC Floyd Valley, a three-point loss to Sibylla Cheatons to close that out, six-point loss to South O'Brien, who's not as good as they usually are, but still pretty dang good this year. Uh, they beat George Little Rock by 20. They traveled to Rock Rabbits and lost to the Lions by 10. Uh, they hosted West Lion and lost by 7. They only lost to Boyne Hall by 11, which is a double-digit loss, but when you're looking at the bottom of the conference versus how Boyne Hall usually ha ha like hangs 70 on people, that's, that's a pretty good game for Sheldon. That is nothing to be ashamed of. Lost by 12 to Sioux Center. Uh, lost by, I believe, 8 to Spirit Lake. They lost. They had a big loss against Rock Valley. I'm not even going to bring that up. They beat. They had a win streak here in the middle of the season from 
January 8th to January 22, they went on a six-game win streak, so that's looking good. But right after that, they went on a five-game losing streak. <laughs> so they're a very streaky team. Hopefully they can start the win streaks as the postseason creeped its way up. But yeah, they beat Okoboji, they beat HMS, they beat Hinton, they beat MLC Floyd Valley, they beat Sibley Cheaton, and then they beat Dorthood Rock on that streak. But since then have lost to Central Lion, West Lion, Boyden Hall, Sioux Center, and Rock Valley. Not a good sign. <laughs> but let's take a look at the studs on the Sheldon Orbs. Their leading scorer is Ty Sudbeck, averages 12.6 points per game. You know how, love, how he loves to chuck up those threes, and usually they go in. Uh, then assist leader is Caleb Ackerman, averages 5.7. That's a good sign. They're moving the ball. Rebounds to Shane Brower. He's averaging 6.2 rebounds, nothing to be ashamed of. Uh, Ty Subek also leads the team in steals, so he's also getting active on the defensive end with 2.1 steals per game. And then Shane Brower, again, half a block a game for the big man. Yeah, you just take a look at this team. Um, maybe some improvements. They don't score too particularly well. It just seems like when they get hot, they get hot. And when they're not, they're really not. Um, you look at percentage is at 41.6. That's not good. Three-point percentage is at 33. That is good, which means the effective field goal percentage is at 50%. And that's... Can't complain with that too much. That's pretty decent. Moving on from Sheldon, let's take a look at the Sioux Center Warriors and how their season went. Uh, they kicked off the season against Sibler Cheaton and got beat by six to the Generals. That's not a good sign starting out. But they got a confidence booster in beating George the Rock and then dropped four straight to Central Lion, West Lion, Boynton Hall, and Rock Valley. Then came out and beat Sheldon. They killed Lamar's. That's actually a really, really good sight because Lamar's is actually pretty dang good this year. So for them to beat them by 39 is something that they just must have played out of their mind that game. Uh, then they beat Okaboji and then had a two-game losing streak to MLC Floyd Valley and Cherokee. Followed that up with another one against George Litterack. That's a good confidence booster. And dropped three straight to Unity, Central Lion, and West Lion. And came out and beat Sibley Ocheedon. Lost two straight to Boyne Hall and Rock Valley. Uh, beat Sheldon. And then lost to Okoboji, and then they'll play MLC tomorrow. I'll take a look at their field goal percentage. is only at a 39.8. That's not good. Three-point percentage is at 30.5. Also not good. Um, this team just needs to get better at shooting a little bit. Their leading scorer is Christian Vieter, and then followed up by Eli Hibma. Two um, guards that are very good, actually. and I bet this is Eli's senior year, but Christian Vader should be also be good next year. Yeah, uh, 15.1 points per game for Christian Vader, very good on the offensive end. They just didn't really have too much of a big man presence, uh, considering Wilson left. Uh, assists per game, Matthew Baumgars with 2.6. Rebounds per game was Christian Vader. He averaged 5.2 rebounds per game. Steals per game. Christian Vader also had two steals per game. Man, he's just doing everything. And then blocks per game was Calvin Beek, the freshman, average point three. So yeah, this is this is Christian Vader and Eli Hibma's team, no doubt about it. And they're going to take them as far as they want. Hopefully that's quite a bit. But with Sioux Center going to three A, that's definitely a step up. Which I'm not sure why they why they weren't to three A before. That's a giant school. But that has been Sioux Center's. 
season thus far. Taking a look at Okaboji, um, there's really two different types of season for Okaboji, and that was uh, with Lucas Lorenzen and without Lucas Lorenzen. And I'm going to highlight the ones with Lucas Lorenzen because this is just two very completely different teams. Uh, to start off the year with Lucas Lorenzen, they beat Rock Valley by three, actually, and that's the second best team in the conference. And then they only lost to uh, MOC Floyd Valley by one, which, yeah, wasn't a great game, but you know. And then uh, won three straight against Sibley, Ocheden, George Rock, and Central Line. Central Line was definitely a good win for them, and then dropped a big one to West Line. They believe they lost by like 30 something, but. That was because Lucas Lorenzen went out early. And of course, when you have to schedule on the fly like that, it's not going to go super duper smooth. Uh, and then from here on December 19 until February 2, they were without Lucas Lorenzen. Uh, they beat GTRA without him and then lost to Boyden Hall in Sioux Center, beat Emmitsburg, lost to Sheldon, beat MLC Floyd Valley, and then dropped. Six straight to Sibley Cheatin, Esterville Lincoln Central, George Little Rock, Rock Valley, Central Lion, and West Lion. So that was not a good stretch. And then Lucas Renzen on his game back, they got clobbered by Boyden Hall. But finally get into the rhythm, and they beat two center. So this team, I'd say, has the biggest fluctuation of how they're going to do in the tournament, because with Lucas Renzen, they are very good. Without him, they're not that good, and we'll see how ready everyone is at that point. Because I believe they have another game tomorrow, so they have another game to really get their feet wet. Individual stat leaders, points was Lucas Renzen at 24.7. Assists was Jaden Heller uh, and Will Hoffman, both at 1.7 assists per game. Rebounds was Lucas Renzen, dang near 10. Um, steals per game was Will Jensen. He averaged 1.5. Blocks per game was Will Jensen once again. At the defensive end, Senior had 1.3 blocks per game. And let's take a look at this team. Um, they had more turnovers than assists, so that's not a good, <laughs> not a good sign. Uh, they shot 42.8 for field goal, 34 for three-point for a field goal, effective field goal percentage of 48.8. Free throws, not a super strong suit, but not terrible at 65.8%. And then, yeah, this, this, this is very misleading considering how more games was played without Lucas Renzen that there were with him. Moving on from Okoboji, we're going to take a look at Simply with Cheatin and how they did this season. So they started off back-to-back -back wins, which I was very impressed with. They beat Sioux Center, and then they beat Sheldon. And then after that, went, they went on a three-game losing streak to Okoboji, MLC Floyd Valley, and Rock Valley. But then had a little confidence booster by, I mean, only a two-point win against George Little Rock. And then right after that, they lost to Central Lion. And they won two straight against Trinity Christian and West Lion. Uh, got slobbered by Boyne Hall, but doesn't everyone. Uh, Harris, they beat Harris Lake Park. Uh, they lost to Sheldon, beat Okaboji, then had a three-game losing streak to MLC Floyd Valley, Susanna, and Rock Valley. They beat George Little Rock once again by nine, and then lost to HMS and Central Lion before beating West Lion. So, the top dudes on Sibilo Cheatin. First for points is Carter Brower. 
no surprise there. He averages 17.7. The senior guard does. Uh, too bad they're not getting him back next year. Assists per game, once again, is the senior Carter Brower averages 2.6 assists per game. Uh, Rebound-wise, again, Carter Brower at 6.9 rebounds per game. That's nice. Uh, steals per game, once again, Carter Brower at 1.6. And then blocks Carter Brower at 1.2. So this this guy is just doing everything for Sibilio Cheatin. And he's going to take him wherever he wants him. <laughs> uh, team stats for Sibilio Cheatin, they, aver- they average about the same assists and turnovers, just a slightly more at turnovers, so not a terrible, terrible sign. Uh, they average 52.8 points per game. Field goal percentage is at a bleak 41.3. Three-point percentage is at a bleak 30.10 for an effective field goal percentage of 46.4. Not looking good for Sibylio Cheatin there. But that's just, they're doing better than what they used to, so that is a good sign. Moving on from Sibylio Cheatin, let's take a look at MLC Floyd Valley. And MLC Floyd Valley opened up this season uh, with a win versus Sheldon. Um, and then took the L against Spirit Lake. But, you know, it's Spirit Lake. They're pretty good. Uh, then they beat Okaboji and then lost to Rock Valley. Had a two-game win streak against Sibylio Cheatin and George Rock. Then followed that up with a three-game losing streak to Central Line, West Lion, and Boyden Hall. Before beating Sioux Center and having a four-game losing streak to Lamar, Sheldon, Okaboji, and Rock Valley. Uh, and then they beat Sibley Cheatin, lost to Unity, beat George Rock, and now are on a three-game losing streak because of Central Line, West Line, and Boyden Hall. <laughs> they don't tend to do well against those three teams. But we take a look at who is leading this team. And for points, it is Aiden Klein. He is averaging 15.7 points per game. Assists is Colton Corver. He is averaging 3.7 assists per game. Rebounds, again, is Colton Corver at 6.9 rebounds per game. That is very nice. Steals per game is Carter Albers. He is averaging 1.8 steals per game. Blocks is Tyson Blom. He is, the junior is averaging 0.9 blocks per game. So we take a look at this total team stats. They're averaging 54 points per game. Uh, the turnover assist ratio is not looking good for them. Um... Actually, it's not too bad. I think I was looking at steals. Yeah, they average 11.3 assists per game and 12.3 turnovers. Their field goal percentage is at 44.8, which isn't completely terrible, but could be better. Three-point percentage is at 38.6, which is actually pretty good. For an effective field goal percentage of 53.4, you always want to be above 50% for the effective field goal percentage, and they do that, so that's a good sign for MLC Floyd Valley. So, moving on from OC Floyd Valley, we'll take a look at West Lion. And West Lion has had a pretty good season thus far, though they did not start off too particularly well against Rock Valley and Boyden Hall, dropping both of those. Against Rock Valley, lost by 8, and to Boyden Hall, they lost by 9. But they really responded after that by winning 5 straight against Sioux Center, Sheldon, Okaboji, MLC Floyd Valley, and Central Lion before losing two straight to Siblio Cheatin, which is a weird thing to do after winning all those games, and Spirit Lake. After that, they crushed George the Rock and took a very close L to Central Lion and then got beat by seven against Rock Valley. Beat George the Rock again, lost by Boyden Hall, and then went on a five-game win streak again to beat Sioux Center, West Sioux, 
Sheldon, Okaboji, and we'll see Floyd Valley, and then lost to Sibley Ocheaton. Why does that always get them after streaks? I don't know, man. Take a look at their individual stat leaders. Points per game is actually we got basically four leaders of this team when it comes to scoring. You have Caleb Fulkins, the junior guard. You have Jackson Meyer, the junior forward. We have Riley Hoganbean, the senior guard, and then Javen Meyer, the junior forward. All averaging 11.4, 11.2, 11.1, and 10.1. So basically all the same. This is definitely a very spread out team, which I like to see. Uh, assists per game, that's Zach Van Beek. He's averaging 4.1 assists per game. Uh, for rebounds per game, it's uh, Jackson Myers averaging 6.5 and Javen Myers averaging 6.4, both the junior forwards. Steals per game, uh, that would belong to Riley Hogavine, Zach Van Beek, and Jordan Van Wy, all averaging 1.4, and then Jackson Myers averaging 1.3 steals per game. So on the defensive end, looking very good. Uh, blocks per game, we have Darren Meyer averaging uh, 0.8 blocks as a sophomore, so that's really good for him. Uh, points per game, they're averaging 59.6, which if you average that much in today's basketball, you think you're not going to win that much. But this team plays a very good defensive game, which is I love to see. Their field goal percentage, however, is at 42.7. The three-point percentage is at 32.2 for an effective field goal percentage of 48.8. And they really can't hit free throws too well either. They're at 62%. So this team is basically all defense, which... You don't see me complaining about it. I am a defense-minded person, so I love that. Moving on from West Lion, we take a look at Central Lion. And this team has two very different <laughs> teams, basically, within the team. Um, the first half of the season, they basically went with one offense, and they switched it up halfway through. Uh, they started off by losing to Boynton Hall only by four, so that was a very good start for Central Lion. And right after that, they went on two-game win streak versus Sioux Center and Sheldon. Then they dropped two to Spirit Lake by two, and then Okaboji by seven. Then we have MLC Floyd Valley. They beat them, and then they also beat Sibley Chin before losing to West Lion. Uh, and that, that West Lion game was basically the first game they tried out this new stuff. Uh, and I'd say up until about January 19 is when they <laughs> were going through this. Um, they beat George Little Rock 66-39 before losing to Rock Valley by seven. And then they beat Estherville Lincoln Central and West Lyon for losing to Boyden Hall. And then just right now is exactly where you want to get hot, and it's looking very good. Hopefully for the playoffs, as they go on a win streak and just beat Sioux Center, Sheldon, Okaboji, MLC Floyd Valley, Trinity Christian, Sibley Cheaton, and George Little Rock. So that is a very good sign for Central Lyon. This is the right time to play your best basketball. Take a look at the stars on this team and the individual leaders for stats. Uh, points is Zach Lutmer. He, the sophomore is averaging 19.9 points per game. Assists is also Zach Lutmer, so it's not like he's just a scorer. You can also find shooters wide open because most of the time he's going to be double and triple teamed. Uh, he's averaging 4.8 assists per game. Rebounds per game is also Zach Lutmer. He's averaging 6 per game. Steals is also Zach Lutmer. He's averaging 2.2 steals per game. Blocks is Cooper Spies. He's averaging 0.6 uh, blocks per game. So yeah, this is <laughs> this is definitely Zach Lutmer's team. Um, and it's not like he has terrible guys around him because he has a very good supporting cast as well. Um, yeah, I, I was thinking Lucas Lorenzen for MVP. I don't know if eight games technically qualifies him, but if it does, 
If it does not qualify Lucas Lorenzen, I'd say it's a no-brainer. Zach Lutmer is the Siouxland MVP this year. Take a look at some team stats for Central End. Average 62.5 points per game, so that's pretty good. Um, they actually out-assist turnovers, so that's a really good sign for them. Average 19, almost 20 defense rebounds per game for a total of 27.3 rebounds per game. Their field goal percentage is 46.6. Their three-point percentage is 34.4, which could bump up just a little bit. Other than that, this team has almost no flaws. Effective field goal percentage is at 53.5, which is very good. Free throws could use a bit of work, but other than that, not a bad look for Central Lion. And then again, this team has been through so many close games. It's not like they're going to panic when tournament time comes around and let's say let's say they take care of Sheldon and move on to Western and they're in like a two-point game with like a minute left. They're not going to panic because they've seen this a lot of times before as where Western, not really because they just play no one and they beat the crap out of everyone. So moving on from Central Lion, we take a look at Rock Valley. Rock Valley has been very good this year, uh, maybe even a bit above my expectations. And they started off not great with losing to Okaboji by three on opening night. But then they went on a two-game win streak to beat West Lion and MLC before falling to Boyden Hall. That seems to be a reoccurring theme. Uh, then they ended up beating... They really went on a streak after that loss to Boyden Hall. They went on a six-game win streak against Sibley Ocheden, Sioux Center, George Todorock, Sheldon, and Lennox, and Central Lion before falling to Spirit Lake by one. So that was a dang close game. And after that, they beat Westline and MLC before falling to surprise Boyden Hall. Only by one this time, though. I believe that game went into overtime. So Rock Valley could just knock off whoever at this point. Uh, and then right after that loss, they really take these losses to Boyden Hall very personal because they went on a six-game win streak after that by beating Okaboji, Sibilo Cheatin, Sioux Center, Unity Christian, George Hoderock, and Sheldon. And then they will show down with Central Line tomorrow night. Let's take a look at these main guys for Rock Valley. Uh, first, it's Landon and Kekricks and Bryson Van Grothies, both averaging 16.1 points per game, both the junior guards in the backcourt. Uh, for assists, it is Bryson Van Grothies. Once again, he's averaging 3.6 assists per game. So maybe it's more spread out for this team, which is, you'd love to see it. Rebounds per game is Landon and Kekricks. He's averaging 7.2 rebounds per game. Steals is Landon and Kekricks again, averaging 2.6 steals per game. And then blocks is Sam Remedy, averaging one block per game. We take a look at this team's uh, stats, and they average 63.1 points per game. So that is pretty darn good. Uh, they have more turnovers than assists, so that's not a great sign. Maybe they're a bit sloppy with the ball, but they also are a very physical team, and they might tackle you if the ball's on the ground. Uh, field goal percentage for them is 45.7, which is okay. Uh, Three-point percentage could use some work. They're at 30.7 for an effective field goal percentage of 50.4. So they're a bit above 50, so that's a good sign. Yes, this is a very good team. Probably not the Siouxland Conference champions. I mean, that's guaranteed at this point. But this is also still a very good team who could make a run for um, the state. Anyways, lastly, we're going to take a look at Boyden Hall. Uh, Boyden Hall is just unbelievable this year. <laughs> they don't. They are currently, this season, 
on a 21 game win streak. And just I'm just gonna read off these these ridiculous games. Uh, they beat George Sotorak by a lot. Close game against Central Lion. I think Central Lion might be the team that came closest to beating them. Beat West Lion by a good margin. Beat Rock Valley by a good margin. So center good margin. Sheldon, Okaboji, MLC, Sibley, Unity. Yeah, they beat Unity by 20. Aren't they ranked like 5th in 2A? Uh, Kareem George Rock again. They beat Central Lion. They creamed them the second time. Uh, they beat West Lion. They beat South O'Brien. They beat Rock Valley. But that was an overtime game. So, I mean, Central Lion was the second closest. Said beating them this year. Uh, Rock Valley took them to overtime. And Point Hall beat them by one. Uh, they killed HMS. They killed Sioux Center. They killed Sheldon. They killed Okaboji. And they killed MLC Floyd Valley. This team is just not going to be stopped in the Siouxland. I'll take a look at the individual stat leaders. And it's Tanner Deslaw averaging 21.4 points per game. Followed by Marcus Kelderman on basically any other team would be the leading scorer. Seniors averaging 17.8 points per game. Uh, assists per game is Tanner Deslaw once again. He's averaging 4 assists per game. Uh, rebounds is Tanner Deslaw once again averaging 7 rebounds per game. Steals, Tanner Deslaw averaging 1.9 steals per game, and then blocked is Tanner Deslaw averaging 0.3 blocks per game. This team just looks unstoppable, and I kind of expected that coming in, but man, this team is really good. They're averaging 71.7 points per game. That's ridiculous. And their assists far outweigh their turnovers, which was basically the only thing they had to work on from last year. Uh, field goal percentage is at 52.7. Three-point percentage is at 39.1 for an effective field goal percentage of an outrageous 58.7. This team is just absolutely insane. But yeah, um, basically to sum it all up, Boyd Hall's great. Rock Valley's good. Central Line's good. West Line's good. MLC's meh. Sibley's meh. Okaboji, who knows? Two Center, meh. Sheldon. Better than they look, but still, man. And then George Rock just really bad this year. But look for George Rock to be better in the future. This year just ain't it. So uh, this is not the final episode for tonight. I will be um, sharing my predictions on basically the entirety of the playoffs headed up to states. But for this episode, you have been watching the Siouxland Ballcast. Uh, everyone have a wonderful night. I don't believe there's any guys basketball tonight, but go out and support the girls basketball teams uh, for the ones who are playing. On that note, everyone have a great night. Be sure to listen to the next podcast that's up next, and that is the playoff predictions. So y'all have a good night. Uh, hopefully you'll see this before the games get started, and uh, have a good one. I will literally see you if you click on this next podcast. Hayengay with a three-pointer and count it for Hayengay. Nice high arching shot. Three-pointer for Aaron Hayengay. Yep, Aaron Hayengay. <laughs> Nicely done, Aaron.